I don't know about you, when I'm looking for a plumber, I like to read my reviews. HomeAdvisor.com gave me some reviews on our sponsor, Art of Plumbing. Called them. They arrived on time. Immediately found the plumbing issue and fixed it right the first time. I called them last year and it was great. I called them again this year because I had a problem again. They came out, they fixed the problem. They even gave me solutions to help stop the problem in the future at 541-9405. Hey, come take a walk with me. Not like you used to do. Do something different and put yourself in other people's shoes. Open up your mind and open up your eyes and change your direction. Change your perspective. Thank you so much for joining us on Other People's Shoes. As you know, I am your host, Neil Matthews, and this is, again, exciting times that we live in. I love it when we get to get on a plane together and go to someplace we've never been before. And this is true. We've never been to South Dakota as a show. I don't know what's here. I don't know if there's buffalo. There could be Eskimos. There could be snow. I really don't know. But what I do know is we're going to find a very amazing woman. In fact, she is so amazing. She is probably the sweetest voice and spirit that I've encountered in a little while. So help me welcome in my guest, Vonna Johnson. Vonna, how are you today? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show today. I, I love your intro. We do have buffalo, no Eskimos, and no snow today. Well, that's a little disappointing on the um, on the snow thing because, you yeah. know, I don't I well, actually, wait, 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 wait a couple of months. We'll have it. I actually don't. <laughs> I don't love to drive in snow. I love to play in snow, but I don't like to drive in snow. So do you do you struggle with that? I love snow. And I, I one of the funnest things to do is when you get it piled up and you can go hop in your four wheel drive and buzz around and, you know, push people out and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Well, I think the reason why I don't love to, to drive in snow when I tell you this, maybe this will. I don't, uh, hopefully it doesn't change your mind any, but I was driving, uh, in our little area of, of Oregon, I was driving up to this place called Diamond Lake. Actually, no, check that. We were going to Sun River. We were near Diamond Lake when this story takes place and it was late at night and I was with my friend, John, um, uh, and John and I were just talking, we were having a conversation and, and all of a sudden we we're in my trailblazer and my trailblazer does a full 360. Oh, yeah. And we weren't going, we weren't even going that fast. I think we might have even been doing like 30. I mean, it's dark. It's anyway, 360. So John is like <laughs> 6'2. He's going to be mad at me if I get the, the weight wrong, but he, he's a big dude. He's a, and he would even call himself a big black bald man. So he's a big dude. He could probably play football. And so out of instinct, I don't know what I was thinking, but I put my arm out like an arm bar <laughs> and I go across the passenger seat to somehow hold this big, you know, amazing man of God in his seat. And what's cool. interesting about that, you know, none of us got hurt. The trailblazer got pretty, pretty mangled in the front because we hit the snowbank. But fast forward, we're on our way back and I didn't want to drive in the snow. So John's like, Hey, I'll drive. I'm like, okay, cool. You drive. So on the way back, it's light. It's, you know, it's daytime, still snow on the ground. And we do it again. We do another oh, no. 360. And you know, what's interesting about that? John did not hold me in the seat. Well, John did not armbar me. No. So yeah, I'm telling on John right now. You can always hold that over him. I, you know how many times I hold that over him? Like daily. <laughs> daily. I, in fact, that, that reminds oh. me. I should like text him right now after we're done and, and uh, 
yeah, remind yeah. him of the fact that I saved his life. He always rolls his it, eyes when that happens. So anyway, it could be very dangerous. I literally, uh, one time we were on our way, we, were, we should not have been driving. And, and you know, you live here long enough, you should just know better. But my son was playing hockey. And so I was catching a ride down. I was about three, three and a half hours normally away. And it was icy. We knew it was cr- cruising down the interstate. There wasn't anybody else around. And as we were driving, it just started going sideways. And then we kind of whipped back around just very, it was, it was actually very beautiful because it was like in slow motion. And the driver fortunately didn't panic and pulled us out of it. And we just kept right on going. But um, that could have been a whole different story. So I'm just going to venture out there that you probably weren't driving on snow. I'm pretty sure you were driving on ice. <laughs> well, and I think we were, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't, it, it definitely anyway. wasn't powdery for sure. So, right. So before we go Anyways. down too far, the snow road, see transition, that's uh that's, that's mm-hmm. a technical term for a transition for those who are taking notes at home. That's called a podcast transition. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about this. The most important question I think you'll ever be asked in your lifetime. And that's this question, Vana, what size shoes do you wear? Uh, you know, and of course I knew this question was coming and I'm going to throw you for a loop because I wear a size 39. So you got to be European style, right? You bet. Okay. So that's awesome. I love that. And uh, so people can go find out what that means and Google that and and do all that fun stuff, which I love the intrigue on that. That's fun. Is there a style or brand that you like more than another? Absolutely. Um, And it kind of goes back to, I sent you a message after we talked a while back. I am a Birkenstock girl. I have four pair lined up by my door right now so I can slip in before I head out. And what's the really cool part of it is off season when I can't wear sandals anymore, I love wearing boots and I have my Birkenstock inserts to wear in my boots. So all the way. So we mentioned at the onset, first off Birkenstocks, uh, I don't know if I'm really excited about that still. So we're going to just maybe set that on the table and just kind of move forward. But (laughs) We, we talked about the opening, right? You're in the South Dakota area. So, Vonna, help us out. What on earth possesses somebody to be in South Dakota? And then what do you what do you kind of do there? I mean, because I'm envisioning like this whole another world of, I don't know. My imagination probably is running rampant and not giving me accurate information. So I'm going to need your help to, to give us some accurate information. <laughs> you know, it's pretty much like anywhere else. We're just very remote. Uh, we have our two largest cities on either side of the state. I'm smack in the middle. Live on the river. So I grew up uh, going to the beach every day. Now, this is not the beach like I love to go to, say, in Florida or wherever. But um, I I got to, to go play in the water most days every summer when I was growing up. Um, but truly, where, where I'm at, we have, like, quote, mountains on one side of it, you know, the state. Probably not anything like you're used to. Um, but the Black Hills, and then we have Mount Rushmore, which is there. Uh, in the middle where I'm at, we have rolling hills, uh, prairie, uh, not a lot of trees, very flat. But, I mean, we do all the things, you know. My, when my kids were little, my son played soccer. He played hockey. I was a hockey mom. Um, I, you know, I mean, we just, we live and work. I, you know, we just you know, do everything everybody else does. We just don't have traffic here. Like for me, a traffic jam when I was driving to work um, would be when it took me more than five minutes to get there. Yeah. You mentioned work and you, and you, 
first off, Hockey Mom, that, that probably has its own excitement and, and its own stories to it, I would imagine. Uh, I grew up playing hockey, but oh, street yeah. hockey. I knew I not, liked you. Yeah, not not ice <laughs> hockey. There's the snow reference again. But I grew up playing street hockey, and to me, there was nothing cooler than getting out yeah. and playing uh, playing street hockey on the asphalt. A lot of, a lot of scraped hands, uh, a lot of just fun, uh, just summers spent playing street hockey. But you talk about your work and – and what you do. So I am curious, what do you do uh, out there in South Dakota? What, what kind of helps get you up in the morning and, and maybe it's a job, maybe there's other things. Well, currently I, I'm a, a coach. I'm a, I'm a life coach. I'm a author. I'm a podcaster. Um, all, all of those kinds of things. I retired from the affordable housing industry three and a half years ago. So I had a, a really great career as a public servant for 30 years and then decided that God wanted me to go do something different. And so I'm starting over again. Is that, I mean, cause we're in this search series, right? Is that been part of your search is, is this idea of trying to start over and, and trying to find maybe Vana's purpose if there, if you will. Absolutely. Um, without a doubt, it has been, a search. It's been. Um, I thought. I thought I was going to find the answer. I, I started out as a health coach. I, I um, had some health challenges because of all the stress and everything that comes with being a, a professional. I think in today's world, and so I kind of stumbled on this health coaching thing. Got my certification there, and it didn't take me very long to realize that for me, it it was more about faith and trusting God and helping others through this um, this life that we create for ourselves. We, you know, it's like we try so hard to be and do everything, uh, you know, super mom, super employee, employer, uh, servant in the church, all of those things. And we're, we're not, I don't think that's really the way God wants us to to live our lives. And so I'm just trying to help people have peace and fulfillment, not one, not the other, but both um, and balance those. And I know people don't like that balance. I don't know if that's, that's a good way to say it, but I think that we hold in a lot of things. We try and do a lot of things that God doesn't ask us to do. And I'm just trying to help people pull away from some of that and trust him with some of the details that we, we burden ourselves with. So you mentioned your, your, podcaster and and I'm I'm not embarrassed to say that and and I uh, I don't think I hopefully will ever get embarrassed about saying hey I, I have a podcast and some people now kind of get that and they've been around us long enough at least around our team long enough that they know that and you know but for me when I was thinking about starting a podcast like I really struggled with one hello where do we even start what do we talk about right did you yeah. at all have that struggle or that that kind of wondering of like what do I have to say and and how on earth do I have this message that somehow is more important than somebody else's or or maybe not more important but but how does my message bring value and and worth to to this world and this conversation? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. You know, um I I am all over the place with that. There are times when I feel so confident that I know exactly where I'm headed and what that message is. And there are other times when I'll, I'll fall into that comparison mode that I think we all 
fall into on occasion and I'll be like, why on earth am I even trying to do this? So-and-so is so amazing and I'll never be able to compare. I should just pick up my blocks and go home. Um, but honestly, when I, when I first started out, uh, um, I was kind of, there was a coach that I was following and she offered a 90 day challenge to start your podcast. And she has an amazing podcast and I still listen to her to this day. And it was kind of billed as this will be a great way to build your clientele and all of that. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, God was kind of whispering in my ear, you know, this, this faith thing. And, um, and so honestly, you know, my podcast today is called Longing for More. And that was a change a year ago. When I started my podcast two years ago, the name of it was Reviving Your Soul. And it's based on uh, Psalm 19.7, where it talks about that scripture revives our soul. And for me, that's really the basis of it all, is to point people back to scripture and help them realize that that's, that's where it's at. That's where we're going to find that peace. That's where we're going to find the fulfillment. That's that's the answer to all the questions we have. Um, so I don't really struggle that hard with material because I just use my everyday life, and then I get to have these fun conversations with people, which helps helps fill the gaps when I don't have anything to say. Yeah, I first off, thanks for being a little transparent on that. Right, I I didn't know that about you. I I really didn't. You have how many how many episodes roughly are you at now? I know you're in the are you in the hundreds? Yeah, actually so um as we're recording this this week the episode that you and I recorded on my show released and that was episode 110. That's fantastic. And by the way, for yeah. those that don't know, that's a tough feat to get to. It's kind of a a little bit of a badge of honor to get to 100 episodes because in this type of industry, lack of a better word, it's hard to get past the the first couple of episodes because you, you have this so much self-doubt in your mind. Like, mm -hmm. is anybody going to listen? Is anybody going to download it? Is anybody oh. going to care that I'm, that I'm doing this? And so, you know, yeah. in that, um, I, I, I gotta ask, how did you come over that hurdle? I know you talked about a little bit about this comparison game and, you know, you, you, you had this, you know, kind of mentor and this coach that you were kind of modeling in some respects, modeling what you're doing after, but how did you get over that kind of mountain? You know, um, I know exactly how I did it. I can remember the conversation, uh, as a coach, I always have a coach. I've always got somebody that's helping me through those things. And I literally remember having the conversation with my coach and I was, I was having all those questions and all those doubts and she was like, wait a minute. She said, just remember, she said, if you touch one life, if one, if one person finds Jesus because of your podcast, it will have been worth it. And, you know, and then as I, the numbers kind of started happening or whatever, and I was again, I was like, man, you know, this isn't working out the way I thought it would. She said, just remember, uh, Jesus had 12 followers. If, if you, if you get, 12 or more you're 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 on the same lines as jesus you know the rest of them he'll take care of all the details and that really kept me going because you're right it's hard to get people to listen in and and follow and you know i know that some episodes are better than others i know that 
Um, I mean, I can even feel it. There are some where I'm just like out there pushing because it was like, that was so amazing. And then there are others that will be like, yeah, you might want to catch it this week. And if you don't go, well. <laughs> but what's, what I find interesting is I go back. Um, I just recreated a whole new website and I'm going back and manually because I found out just that pushing the button thing that I thought was going to work to switch all my podcasts and all my blogs over. That didn't work. I'm, so I'm manually copying and pasting them over on my new site. And I'm looking through those going, you know, there's, I, that was kind of good. <laughs> so that's, that's where the book's coming in is I'm going to, I'm going to take some of that, that stuff and boil it down into, into a book. Is there one episode or, or maybe a couple that jump out at you that you're like, man, that was, that was pure gold. That was just, it, it, it moved you. It maybe maybe didn't change your course of direction per se, but kind of made you look at, like we say so often here, right? This change of perspective, this, this different pair of shoes, you know, that's, that's our phrasing of course, but, but is there one for you that kind of stands out? You know, there, there is, there's, there are several of them that I can't tell you how many times I'll, um, you know, I'll introduce a guest and I'll be like, and this is my favorite one because it's almost, it's almost like each one is, but there's one in particular. um, And ironically, it's, um, a, a cousin of mine's like being their daughter-in-law. I've never met her. Well, I, I met her at a funeral um, briefly. Uh, she, we're friends on Facebook, never talked, anything like that, but she was announcing that she had published a book. And I like to interview authors. I think it's kind of a fun way to help them out. And for me, I love books. So it's a fun way for me to find out what's going on. And so I asked her if she would like to do an interview and she did. And her story, her, the name of her book is In God's Timing. And she tells the story of how she doesn't like to read. She doesn't like to, she, she doesn't like to write. She doesn't anything, but she and her husband have been married eight years and they've been trying to have a baby and have not yet. Um, conceived and she talks about how one day God said I want you to write it down and she's like okay I'll, I'll do that you know just as soon as I get pregnant and he said no I want you to do it now and so she said she she literally just sat down and wrote like this long blog and and she got just a flood of responses on it and all of that and so then she then he came back and said, I want you to publish it. And she's like, yep, and I'll do that as soon as, as I can see. And he's like, no, I want you to now. And she just talks about how that that whole just putting every all of her faith in, in him and how, you know, she's still waiting for that day, but the growth and the experiences that she's had in learning to just fully trust in him, it was so powerful. Um, I, I really love that episode. So I'd have to say that's probably the one. That, that sounds powerful. I mean, I, I love the empathy, obviously aspect of it. I can, I can kind of relate with her there, you know, not obviously she's a woman, I'm a man, can't relate on that level, but just this idea of when, you know, when you're called to do something that's, a, that's mm-hmm. out of yourself, right. That's above yourself and then taking yep. that calling seriously and, and acting on it. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff for sure. So I'm curious about this. Uh, from a couple of different standpoints, you you mentioned being you know a, a life coach, and and to me, there is still this stigma perhaps around a life coach. Like, do I really need a life coach? 
I don't want anyone telling me what to do. How dare they come <laughs> into my life and, and dictate things to me? And and then there's the other side of it that, that people would say, no, I need a life coach. Like I want somebody to come in and organize my life. I need that that kind of kick in the pants to, to get me to, uh, to the next step or the next level or whatever. So talk about what that, what that's like and, and, and maybe yeah. both sides of the coin, if you're willing. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's really a great question. Um, because I think, you know, I, even myself, I go through that, those, you know, I, I really need somebody. I don't need anybody. I can do this myself. And, um, I think, for me, from my standpoint, the hardest part of it is the fact that it's like I'm I'm talking about faith. And faith is free. You don't have to pay for salvation. You, you know, you, you shouldn't need somebody, you know. I mean, you can go to church and get all of that. And so, I mean, I've had a lot of inner work that I've had to do myself. And, and the reality is that some people can get there and it's not on our own because I know that the Holy Spirit is, is walking by our side and helping us all the time. But sometimes there are a lot of um, inner hurts that, that people need to get through before they can trust even God. And, and because I've got, you know, so I started out with the health certification and then I moved into my life certification and then I got a mastery level certification. And so I'm, you know, I'm able to really dig deep and, and find out what some of those, those trauma things, and I'm not a counselor and I don't want to, you know, it's kind of like, if you need therapy, go see a therapist. But if you're ready to move forward from where you are, um, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. We can look back some, but it's more really about holding that space to help you step forward and, and beyond those things. It's about letting go. It's about forgiveness. We need to forgive ourselves so much, but you're right. There's there, people are all over the place and truly where I, I haven't, I have not been highly successful as a coach. I have coached people. I've been really successful with the people that I've coached. I feel like I've really made a difference, but I haven't been flooded with clients. And and part of that is the inner work I've had to do. No, I'm going to say that over again. Almost all of it's been the inner work that I've had to do. It's been more about me letting go of control, all those things that I thought I could do on my own. And, and God saying, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're going to do a little character development here, girl. Um, and you can just keep trying all you want. I'm just going to sit here and wait until you're ready to let me do this. And so I've, I've had a, the, my biggest challenge has been learning how to know what is his and what is mine. Um, because it doesn't mean that I sit on the couch and wait for the phone to ring. It means I keep doing the thing that he asked me to do. And then the next thing that he asked me to do, I don't know where this is going to end up. But I just keep doing, you know, the thing. And I get frustrated because it's not happening in the time frame. And it literally one time, you know, you talk about God whispering in the ear. <laughs> one day he didn't whisper. He, he kind of shouted it. I don't know exactly that I could say the voice. But I heard in my head, finish what you started. And that just resonated with me so much because I have a tendency that if it's not happening the way I think it should, then I'll go find something else to do because I need to keep it moving. And 
And he was like, no, 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 we're, we're, we're here. But one of the things that I, I have done that I think makes it easier to ease into that is I created a, a mastermind community. Um, and I call it Living Your Faith. And it's really bringing professionals together so that they can encourage and support not me coaching one one to each in a group, but the group coming together in, in a very small, intimate, and helping each other out. You know, so somebody will put out what their challenge is this week, and we all take turns saying, well, I think I'm going to have you tried, and whatever. And it's so cool to watch the community and the friendships develop, all strangers when they came to the table, and are all very, very supportive of one another. And so basically what I'm doing is I'm creating these smaller groups like that, and those are all, you know, have a particular call, and then bringing them all together um, for kind of a larger community. And it's, it's, so that's, that's been kind of cool. And what, I, what makes it different than any other mastermind, as far as I know, is the fact that it's all about being able to use your faith and rely on your faith to get through those challenges that we encounter when we're in the work world. So that's a long answer to your question, but... No, that's okay. It's, 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 and it was gorgeous, by the way. It was very well articulated. So I, I love that. Thanks. I love that a lot. Uh, I'm a big Googler. I don't know if anyone else's hand is up on that, but, but I love to <laughs> Google weird stuff. Okay. Maybe not that weird stuff. People's minds just went crazy, but, <laughs> but, but I, I Googled, do I need a job coach? Do I need a life coach? Right. And so I came yeah. to this article that is from lifehack.org and they gave me 12 steps on determining whether I need a life coach or not. I wanted to power through these with you and then get your thoughts on them if you want. So, Absolutely. okay. So here, here's number one. Uh, I feel lost. I doubt myself. I have no vision, uh, but no clear plan or I have a vision, but no clear plan. Um, I want to change my profession. I'm just going to skip over that one. We're just going to just kind of just move on quickly from that. Just, <laughs> just set it there and just move, move fast. Uh, I need to improve my health. Um, again, I feel like I just need to move quickly, quickly on past that one. I tend to forget things seriously. Like it's like they're in my head. Uh, I don't always follow through. Did somebody like seriously like punk me right now? Like, is this real life? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a procrastinator. Okay, it's getting worse, Bon. We're going to need some help here momentarily. We're, we're almost done, but it's getting, I feel like it's just getting worse for me right now. Do you uh, feel like this was written just for you? Yes. Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> yep. Number nine, we're almost there. Home stretch now. We're, we're almost there. Uh, I have a lot of time to waste. Um, okay, fair enough. Um, I need to make money. I need to make more money. Who doesn't want to do that, right? Um, I, ha I, I am um, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Okay, great. You're skeptical. I'm skeptical too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have self-confidence, but need a boost. So there we are. There's our, there's our 12 step lifehack.org, 12 steps to determine whether we need a life coach or not. Yeah. I love life hack. It's a great resource for all kinds of cool stuff, but yeah. Um, you know, when in my world, and it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, to to every hammer, everything's a nail, right? Um, but in my world, once you get coaching and you, you realize the value of having somebody sit, so it's not, 
and, and I call myself a coach and a mentor. I've been around the block a few times. And so I've, I've pretty much experienced, I can't say I've experienced everything you're going to run into in the work world, but I bet I'm coming close. <laughs> and um, so, so sometimes I wear my mentor hat and I just say, you know, have you, you know, have you thought about this? But when I'm wearing my coach hat, it's more about, it's not me telling you what to do. It's me asking the right questions because you already know what to do. You just need to give yourself permission to acknowledge it and then move forward with it. And sometimes just having that sounding board uh, to, to bounce off those crazy things that are running through your head is worth everything just i mean there's two things it's one acknowledging that you have it there three things acknowledging it's there then it's having the courage to go ahead and do it and then the third thing is having the accountability to keep doing it because i don't know about you and i you know i even confessed it earlier finish what you started and how many times do we start things and then we either get discouraged or distracted and, and a coach will help keep you accountable. Now, there's some people out there that are really lucky and they have some really great friends or spouses or whatever that can play those roles for them and good for them. Um, I just, I love my husband. We have an amazing relationship, but he is not any of those things for me. And, and that's okay. Um, so anyway, that's that's my take on that. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I just... I thought it was kind of cool. So um, I probably yeah. just need to stay off the internet for a while. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or as I mentioned before, maybe we just need to get on that phone and go through one of those sessions and, and work through a couple of those uh, things. Maybe we do. Cause I, I really feel like that, uh, you know, Vana could maybe get some, some guidance for the show that is, uh, that the show is so desperately seeking. Garrett has, I always tell people, Garrett probably has the hardest working job in the podcast you know, industry, uh, if there is such a thing as the podcast industry, I, I really firmly believe that. And, and maybe I'm biased because, you know, we're on this team together, this team journey, but, uh, I was, I'm just, I always feel so bad for him. And, and uh, what's, what, what's, what's his job that, that's so, so hard? Yeah. So Garrett does a lot of, um, Garrett does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. He'll do our show notes. Um, he oh, is a yeah. great sounding board for me, uh, creatively, you know, I might say, Hey Garrett, I'm thinking about doing this. And he'll say, yeah, are you sure? Or, you know, Hey, we're going to bring this person on. And he'll say, Oh, interesting. And his, Oh, interesting. <laughs> sometimes is like, what, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, we, you know, where are you going to go and where are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? And so that's what, that's why I say that. Cause he has to work with me and I am, I, d despite what people may believe, I am the worst like scatterbrained person on the planet. And so, um, I'm, I'm very rarely, uh, centered I'm, at times, if that makes I'm sense. I'm not buying that. I'm just not buying it. Um, uh, that's, that would be what I believe, what, what I would say is, um, one of the lies that, that the devil's got you convinced to keep you from being all that you can be because you, um, have a really amazing perspective. I love the questions that you bring to the table. So stop telling yourself that. Just have that's you ever a, seen that's the a clip? free coaching session right there, guys. Yes, so. it is. Have you ever seen have you ever seen this is one of my favorites. Have you ever seen the clip? Are you a Bob Newhart fan? 
Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he was probably gone. Before I'm a little younger, younger yeah, than yeah. most, so I do remember right. from the the Bob Newhart show. But it's it's okay, foggy, so, so if that. So helps. there's a clip. He, he's he was a psychiatrist, and there's there's a clip where he had a gal come in, and <laughs> every time she would say something, he would just say, "Stop it, just stop it." <laughs> I mean, every time she would bring up a pump, just stop it. You know, and that's kind of what I want to say to you is quit telling yourself that that you're scatterbrained and you, you, you're you not good because you are really good. And so, yes, that is a free coaching session. And, and the first one's always free. And for you, I might even do a second one. I might need a second one. <laughs> so this always blows people's minds away. Um, I don't, I don't typically write notes. I don't typically write questions. And the first time Garrett and I were doing a couple episodes together, when we worked together, uh, we would do phone, you know, like we're doing right now, a phone interview and, you know, we sat down and we, we, you know, unpack the gear and we, you know, start getting ready and set up and mics and headphones and all that stuff. And uh, he said, uh, where's your notes? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you know, your notes, the questions you're going to ask this person that, that we're going to talk to right now. And I said, oh, Gary, you're going to find that out. I don't typically yeah. have notes. And he's like blown away that I can have this, you know, articulate conversation, uh, come up with questions so quickly and, and, and how that works. And I still don't to this day know how that works, but, but anyway, well, so I, to me, that's what's beautiful about it. And I, I, that's how I do my show too. When I'm interviewing, it's all just a conversation and I never know where it's going to go. So I, I, I'm not comfortable when you put me in a box and tell me we have to follow this formula. I can't even follow a recipe to the T because I've got to veer off somewhere and do something different. So I think, I think those very open, honest conversations are, are the best anyway. I will be really candid with you though. When I'm doing a monologue, that thing is written out, edited, and I, I literally just read it on there. I cannot I, you know, as as freewheeling as I can be in a conversation, the minute it's just me, I can't just talk without stumbling and stuttering and all over the place. So it's kind of the dichotomy of being Ronna Johnson, I guess. I love it, though. I love the insight. I love, you know, obviously letting us, I, I call it behind the curtain, right? In, inside, backstage, if you will. I always like stuff like yeah. that because I always like to see how other people do it because, again, I, I think – can we do it better? Is there, you know, like we were talking about on your show, you know, I try to do it better than I did the day before. Right. That's a big mantra of mine, but, yeah. but going back to you, cause you know, I'm sure people didn't come to hear my opinion on this. Um, <laughs> even though it's my show, I should be able to give my opinion every now and then. That's stop right. with I the emails, the stop with the text, <laughs> stop people saying it's not about you. It's my show. I can make yeah. it about me for a moment, but yes, you can. But I wonder about this too, uh, getting a little deeper into, into your stuff. What was that breaking point, or or maybe it wasn't a breaking point, but was there a, even a moment or a, a moment of clarity that you just realized, man, this is not my life? I mean, I'm thinking of like Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but uh -huh. he ends up working at that like film studio, right, where they're filming this, you know, kind of like Mr. Rogers type of show, you know, this guy doing the dinosaur things, and he's like this is not my life because he's like, you know, getting the film loaded up in the truck. And he's like, this is not what I want to do. Like, that's obviously not Robin Williams. Like we know him as this gregarious guy and, and fun loving guy. And, but in this movie, right. In Mrs. Doubtfire, 
He's he's yeah. doing like the most menial job, right? Like the the lower end entry level work, if you will. He wants to be in front of the camera, but he realizes in this moment, this is not my life. I mean, did you have that moment for you? Was that was there a moment of clarity? No, for me, and and it was it was uh, for me. I I had an amazing job. I um, I had a team of. 12 to 14, depending on where we were at. I was not the executive director, but I was a step down. I was influencing. I was an expert, not just in my state, but in the nation. You know, I was speaking at national conferences and I was, I was at the top of my game and doing really well. And like I said, it was kind of that health thing, but it was more God just saying, okay, girl, um, I, this, this was fun. (laughs) we got I got more for you there's there's there are other things that you need to accomplish and um I was like really God are you sure uh I I I don't I don't know that I get it and of course I I was lured in from the health thing because I've been studying health things I have a lot of allergies and things like that that I have been really successful on getting overcoming and so I got into it from that standpoint but for, for me, the, the big moment was um, the realization that he wanted me to step away from health coaching and start talking about my faith. Um, and he did it. He just kept it taking me into these situations where um, I, would, I was drawn. I, I was invited to give the homily at our local heritage festival church. You know, it was at the... Uh, sports or, or the rodeo grounds and I I'm like me are you, you know are you kidding me <laughs> but but it was like okay you know I can do that so um the thought that I was having was as I was telling that though is that for me the big moment was I was I, it was a coach and we were going through this kind of meditation exercise and I literally do not remember anything that led up to this but she was walking us, you know, we had our eyes closed and we were deep breathing and she was asking all these different questions we were thinking and she stopped and she said, what are you hiding? And it was just like the tears just rolled and and the word that came to my mind was your faith. I was trying so hard to do all these things. And then I had this realization that that's what I had done my whole professional career was I would wear my professional hat and I would, you know, dress the way that I thought I needed to dress and be the way I thought I needed to be. Um, And then I could go, you know, Sunday morning, I would go to church and I would do all of that, but it was one or the other. And the people who really knew me well knew that I was, I, you know, I was strong in my faith and did Bible studies and things like that. But I held that really close because I, I don't know if I was afraid people were going to be offended if I talked about it or what. And um, so when, when that coach, you know, brought that to the forefront, it was kind of like, okay, I, you know. And so it, that was part of that three-year journey that I've been on, just figuring it all out. And and I really feel like it's all in alignment. And I really believe that we're going to be stressed out and overwhelmed as long as we are out of alignment. And the minute that things start lining up and coming into the way that it's intended to be when we start walking in our purpose, then all of a sudden it's just like things 
fall away and it feels free and it feels good. That was, that was powerful. It was. It was. No, I'm, I'm being I, serious. Like it was really powerful. Like I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, again, I'm just such a visual person, which sometimes is perhaps detrimental in some respects. I don't know how it could be, but, but I try to go where when someone's telling me an account or, you know, an event that's taken place in their life, I try to put myself into their story. Maybe that's why I, I love what I do so much in this podcast yeah. is I really try to, again, put myself in your shoes, right? Right. The Birkenstocks you're, you're that we're talking that. about. Well, thank you. That's very, very <laughs> so, kind. But I, but I, well, I just, but I'm in your living room want... having this moment with you and I'm like, wow, what yeah. are you hiding? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But what's really cool about it is there are three times along the journey when I, I, I know, you'll know when you're getting close, when you get an emotional about something. And the day that the gal called me, I was supposed to be the backup speaker at this church thing. And because the guy that was, I mean, and the guy that was supposed to do it has been a professional speaker his whole life. He was a radio personality when I was a kid. I mean, I admire this man like to no end. And But he was going to maybe be out of country when it was time to do this. So he told them they need to get a backup. So for, you know, when they asked me, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Well, the day she called me and told me that I was on, and I, I wish I had the words because it's a, a cowboy thing. So it's like, put on your spurs, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm not a cowgirl. My dad, my family, everybody is, but I'm not. But anyway, that I hung up the phone from that conversation. And I cannot explain, but I literally fell to my knees in tears. And and two other times, you know, like the day the podcast released or that week, um, I had a, a good friend of mine who is, um, we've done tons of Bible studies together and everything like that. And she called me. I didn't talk to her. I had a voicemail from her. And she just said, girl, she said, that is so powerful. She said, God has a plan for you. I'm just so grateful you're doing this. And again, I was driving down the street. I literally had to pull over and cry because it was bigger than me. Um, and I, I, you know, so, so it's like, I don't know where this is going, but I know I'm on the right path. And I just have to keep saying yes when he pulls me out of my comfort zone and take the next step. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to do something I've never done on this show before. So we're, we're setting a, a precedent here. Do you have a Bible near you or, or maybe you can look on a phone of some sort? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to have you go to the gospel of Matthew chapter 10, verse 33, and I'd like you to read that verse for us. Okay. While she looks for that. Yeah. 1033. While she looks for that, if you're a listener and you're, and you're queuing into to this and you're on with us, I want you to turn there as well. I want to invite you to do that. We've never done this on the show before. This is the first time ever. Vonna, you're, you're our guinea pig, if you will. If this I works. love being a trailblazer. All right. You're a trailblazer for sure. And we're in Oregon, right. so that works. Trailblazers are in Oregon. So, so what okay. does Matthew chapter 10, verse 33 say? It says, and this is the New Living Translation, but if anyone denies me here on earth, I will deny that person before my father in heaven. So as you're telling me the story and the recounting of that story about you feeling like you weren't sure if you were kind of putting on, 
in a sense, what I heard you say, and, and maybe, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're putting on Jesus in one environment and then kind of taking him off in another environment. Was that accurate? Yeah, I, in a way. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it, it, I, I believed the lie that to be professional, you, you couldn't have that persona it might be offensive I mean I literally remember there were times when I wouldn't wear my cross necklace because I would have a big meeting and I didn't know who who might not be Christian and might take it wrong and I really hate that I did that and again, I would not do that today. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not sitting in a seat in judgment in in saying right. that you know you were a terrible person and you know how dare you deny Jesus and clearly Scripture says right here, you know, but everyone yeah. who denies me on earth will also be denied before you know the heavenly Father. I'm not by any means right. sitting in a seat of judgment over you. I'm just calling to our attention for those who are of faith who listen. What are you doing? What is that search that you've been on? Are you searching again for these these things of this world? And and Vaughn is here to tell you, you might be searching in the wrong area. We started with <laughs> this crazy Google search, right? Do I need a life coach? Do I need a you know a, a a you know I don't know? Do you need some direction in your life? Do you need a guidance? Do you need a compass? I I love that word. And so I'm just curious, like. When, when you were talking about that, did that ever come into your mind that you were denying him? And, and if so, did you ever feel, what did that feel like if you did feel that way? You know, um, I, maybe a little bit. For me, you know, it's funny because I didn't think of this when you asked me the question before. And I didn't put it together because there was a big gap in it. For me, the defining moment, um, and it wasn't work-related at all, but this this is my why. This is why I do what I do. Um, years ago, 20, Cal, can it be? Um, about 20 years ago. You know, it's funny how you, um, you can remember every, just like every millisecond. <laughs> um, I, I was at work and my I was on a conference call at my desk and I had multiple lines and my phone rang and it was my husband. You know, he didn't call very often, but you know, like whatever, probably lunch or something. And then, so I didn't answer it. And then a minute later it was my husband again. And then another couple of minutes, the phone rang and it was my dad. And I'm like, what the heck? And then Another couple of minutes, Steve called, and it was like, okay, you know, the, the, <laughs> what the heck? And I was on the phone with my boss and the attorney, and my boss was in her office. The attorney was in a different community, and I, I kind of left them. I put my left the phone on hold, and I got up and went into the other room in the conference room that was next door to my office, and I called my husband, and I'm like, what's going on? And he said, oh, Jody died. It was a cousin of mine, and um. It was kind of like just the world stopped turning at that moment. And um, so I, I went and got back on the phone. It's like, I got to go. And so I left. And, you know, so two days later, we're at her prayer service. Um, the, the night before her, 
her funeral. And I was, it was really hard for me because as much as I loved this girl, I mean, we were close, but we weren't like together all the time close. We grew up together, but we kind of drifted apart in our adult lives. I was at this prayer service and I didn't know. I didn't know if she had been saved. And it was killing me. <laughs> but as the preacher went on and he, he, he was talking about her and he talked about how she would come into his office and she would fight with him about his sermon and she would challenge him on whether he was right or wrong. It was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> she was just fine. And I, I, I literally just broke down and cried because I knew that she was going to be there when I got to heaven. And I promised myself that day that I was never going to miss the opportunity to tell somebody that I loved about my God and Jesus Christ and what they needed to do to be saved. And I can't say that I've done that perfectly, but I've been, I mean, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because we all need to have that promise to ourselves. We all need to make sure that everybody we love is at that reunion when we get there. I actually have a stance, statue, a little thing in, that I bought after she died, and it's a, a, a figurine of two women hugging and dancing, and it's um, Women of the Way or something like that, but it's basically the reunion and what it's going to be like when we're together again. And that reminds me of that commitment to myself. And I, I literally had, my birthday was a couple of weeks ago, and we were at a family thing, one of our first get-togethers because of all the COVID thing. And um, there are a couple of people there who, um, one of them professes, and I, you know, I, we are, I'm not my place to judge, but I, I question sometimes. Another one is a proclaimed agnostic. And we got into this discussion about religion, and my sister was like, whoa, whoa, wait, we are not going to have this conversation. And I said, wait, this is my birthday. I get to have the last word. <laughs> and so I told him that story. And I said, I just want you guys to know that I feel I, I will have this conversation with you anytime. This is your invitation. I feel like I have now done my obligation. If you guys don't want to talk about it, fine. But I needed to say this because I really care about you and I really want you to be there. And, and that's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I want to empower every one of those listeners to do the same thing. I love that. I need a Sorry, minute. Sorry, that was a long story. No, you're good. <laughs> Don't even worry about that. I'm just trying to gather myself after I heard what I just heard. I never realized a verse would create what just happened. Um, that was powerful. You're, Thank you. Vana, you're, you're just oozing with wisdom. <laughs> and I love that about you. I love the fact that, that you know, through a, a planted seed in my heart that my wife, you know, as you know, the story for those that mm -hmm. listen long enough, cause we were on your show, but you know, if she never says to me, start a podcast, I don't meet Vonna Johnson. <laughs> right. I don't meet the, you know, 80 some odd people that we've, you know, we lovingly say, you know, had their shoes on with, you know, we tried our best to, to squeeze our 10 and a half, 11 foot into these shoes. You know, I, to me that that doesn't happen and that's 
that is honest to God why I love doing this is because I get to right. hear so many cool just encounters every day. Little gems, a little treasure chest of awesome. So uh, that was awesome. That was good stuff. So we'll kind of try to wrap up here the best we can. I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going we're gonna to try. And I'm really sad. Do because, one of those transitions again. Yeah, I'm going to try to transition here. But but it's really sad because, you know, I get so excitement when we start it, you know, when we start an episode, when we start recording together. And then I get very sad when I when I see it coming to an end. It's like... I don't want it to end. I want to, I want to, I want the conversation to go, you know, longer and, and farther and any event. It will. It will. It, these guys might not all be there, but I'm pretty sure Neil, you and I will have more conversations. I hope so. I hope so for right. sure. Because I, I, I do, I, I love what you're doing and I'm, I'm privileged to, in my own little way, spur someone on to, to greater things, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I just do, I value what you, what you brought to us today. But I want to kind of, as I said, wrap up with this this thought, and that's this. And and I often ask this question, and I'm always fascinated by the answer of it. But but how do you want to be remembered, and and what do you want to be maybe remembered for? I want to be remembered for that person that helped people realize the impact that they're having on other people's lives and to let go of all of the stuff that doesn't matter and to really cling to the things that do matter and and primarily you know their faith and and their relationship with Jesus but the other relationships too I want to help them bring peace into their life because I don't think we were intended to be this crazy harried scrambling everywhere people that we've made ourselves that's what's been cool about covid is it's made us slow down i just hope people keep it yeah i i i think covid has been good from that standpoint i mean if, if we're going to give covid some some credit for something it did create people this this idea of slowing down my hands yeah. up on that i I am saddened that there was no college basketball this last year. Very sad by that. <laughs> My soap opera is not even on. Can you imagine? Are you kidding me? Days of Our Lives has been canceled? Something. Bold we, and the Beautiful. Oh, all right. Well, at least it wasn't in like Guiding Light or something of that nature. Well, that was you know. canceled years ago. Oh, I don't even know. I'm just pulling out whatever just I know. popped into my head. But, but, but Vanna, um, how can people get in touch with you and, and, and where can people go and listen to your show and, and what you're doing? You know, it's, it's all right there at vonajohnson.com. That's V O N A one N. Yes. It's spelled wrong. V O N A Johnson.com with an O Johnson. I've never seen Johnson with an E by the way. Anyway. Um, yeah. My, there's a tab for my podcast. If you don't like podcasts, there's the monologues are there in, in the form of a blog. Um, but my, there's an ebook there. Um, the, the top reasons why you feel unfulfilled and what to do about it. I've got a, I, my latest deal is uh, post COVID. If you don't, if you're dreading going back to that crazy harried life that um, you had before, I've got a little guide, just some questions to lead you through um, creating a life of peace and fulfillment, um, picking out the things you want to bring back and what things you don't and kind of sorting it out and creating, designing a life that you love. So it's all right there. I would love for people to stop in and 
Um, I would love to have a conversation if anybody is curious about what what might be hiding in their life. I would love to help figure that out. That's that's what brings me joy. And you're on the social medias too, right? You you have some Facebook yeah. and Instagrams. What are those? Uh, yeah, um, Vanna Johnson on Facebook. It's either Vanna Johnson or Vanna Johnson Coaching. Um, I I'm not good at remembering. I think Vanna Johnson Coaching on on most. I don't know. <laughs> but you can find links on my website to those too. I apologize. I'm. That's okay. Remember. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, we're we're not judging. I mean, the, the social media <laughs> stuff might be you know a little newer to you. Maybe I don't know. I've been around for a while. It's just yeah. I um I I need to uh just remember which ones are which. But I think I think Instagram and um probably Facebook of Anna Johnson Coaching and the other two are LinkedIn and. Facebook. I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll, link, find we'll link all those in our show. We'll help you out. Yeah. We'll find there those you for you. We'll link them in our show notes. So <laughs> I can send them to you. I just can't think them off the top of my head. Yeah, that, we'll you. make Garrett do something with some work today, right? Garrett needs yeah, to do some work go. today. So yeah. we'll make Garrett do something. He needs to do something. That's all I'm saying. We'll just find something for him to do. <laughs> I have a feeling you are in big trouble right now. <laughs> I probably am. I, I I probably am. But I'm I'm I want to end with with one last question because because one just kind of kind of creeped into my head which is dangerous sometimes but I think it's important to say so I'm thinking of a woman who just may be struggling with some some self doubt some self esteem issues some you know maybe some body image issues maybe some just I call it your mentality right what would you say to her. Or maybe even him. We'll we'll make it both. You know, yeah. what would you say to them? You know, and I hate to call I, people a them, but I think that is proper English. Or those people that even sounds bad. I don't know. What would you say to that people group? I I would remind them that they are God's daughter, God's son. They were created by the Creator of the earth of the world. And he, he knows every detail. I mean, he, he knew everything about us before we were even born. And he, he doesn't make mistakes. He has given each and every one of us gifts and talents that we can use and experiences that we use as we weave our life through our lives and we bring those together to fulfill the purpose that he has. And I think sometimes when we started out talking about comparison, I think sometimes we look at other people and I'm not as pretty as she is, or I'm not as smart as she is or whatever. My opportunities are different. And the beautiful thing of it is that we don't, we don't, we don't need to look at what anybody else is doing. All we have to do, like you were saying earlier, we just have to be better each day. We just have to figure out what it is he's asking us to take, what step it is the next step, and then take it and then just keep one in front of the other. And and there are times, I mean, you know, sometimes we just get knocked down and that's when he carries us. But at some point, he will lift us up and he will put us at a point where where we can do it on our own. Or if not, then maybe that's our purpose is to allow others to serve. 
Yeah, again, I I just I just think you have so much wisdom. So I hope people, you know, kind of check out what you're doing and uh again, we'll make Garrett link all that in our show notes so um so they can find out more about Yvonne. So uh, our game, I love to end a, a show with a game and so this is our game we like to call Senseless. Of course, Yvonne, you know this being in the uh health industry that you were in, you know that we have five senses, right? Right. Okay, just I, checking. I, there are those. That, I use those in my coaching. Actually, good. we okay. use those to create our anchors. So, Perfect. Yes. So I just want to make sure. I did have somebody say once, "We have five, like with a question." <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, think about it. We have five. So, anyway, so here's our dice roll. You're in South Dakota, not in Oregon or Oregon, depending on what how you want to say it. I say Oregon, but uh, you got a number four. I rolled for you. It was awesome. It was a good roll. You got a number four. So. What sound or noise do you love to hear? Ah, that's a good one for me. Um, I love music and I love going to outdoor music festivals and still holding my breath that we go to one every year in the hills and I'm still holding my breath that that will be held in the middle of September. But yes, I love, love good, good music. In fact, I was going to tell you, I really like your, your song, your intro. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So the story behind it, um, I gave the gentleman who sang it, his name is Lucas, and it's a guy I go to church with. And we were starting the show, and I really wanted the few podcasts that I had listened to before I started didn't have a theme song. And I'm a big TV guy. Like, that's my background. Like, I always wanted to be in TV. And so I thought, mm-hmm. our show needs a theme song, right? You know when it comes right. on, like, that's that's the theme song. And so I gave him other people's shoes perspective. That's all I gave him. And he came back with what you hear now. And then we added in the guitar part uh, with our worship leader because it needed some music behind it, you know, because it just does. Mm -hmm. And uh, every good song needs like a little music behind it. Music bed, I think, is the, the term that you could use. But anyway, so that's the story behind the song. And... Uh, we went away from it in a in a season back uh, last season, and because I had a friend say I can write it better, you know, there's always those that are out there that want to <laughs> do it better, right? So we tried it, and and I I mean I'm not gonna say I hated it, um, but I just felt like for this season I wanted to go back to where we started, and really go back to the essence of the show, and so therefore we brought it we brought it back, and so. Um, my brother-in-law, who is our sponsor, uh, so shout out to Art of Plumbing. And I think this is the first time I've probably given a shout out in a while for him, but he's our sponsor. He, d- he does a lot for the show financially in some respects. And, uh, and he thought I had bought the song or that, you know, somebody had, uh, we, we, mm-hmm. somebody out there had already made it. I'm like, no, that's, that's an original. So there is the story behind the song. So there you go. Well, I, I, I hope that Lucas is doing music somewhere. And if I ever get to Oregon, I'd like to go listen to more because I, I like that kind of music. So very cool. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, like you talk about, hopefully we can get music again. You know, I know a lot of artists, not only Christian artists, but secular artists have been obviously shut down because of COVID can't get in arenas and amphitheaters right. and things of that nature. But is there a certain style or music that you would love to hear more than another? Well, so, um, I I like, you know, like the classic rock and, and stuff like that. The festival that I'm talking about, they have what they call the Deadwood Jam in the 
beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. And so we sit on historic Deadwood Main Street and there's mountains all around and it's just, just gorgeous. And it's, so we get everything from uh, blues, reggae, uh, you know, not much country, maybe every once in a while they'll sneak one in, um, but just kind of folk stuff, uh, you know, just a nice mix. But I'm probably, my favorite's probably blues. All right, so B.B. King maybe, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, All right. for sure. Well, uh, Vonna, th- thanks again so much for coming on. Uh, I just want to say, and I mean this, and I, I think you know it, but you really are a gem. And it has been such a pleasure getting to know you and getting to know more of what you're doing. And, and I, to be honest, I am just excited about it. And I just wish you, you know, not only great blessings in what you're doing, but I just really, truly believe also that you can help people. But the question is, is if they're going to surrender enough to allow someone to step into their life and speak into their life. And I hope they do. I hope that they would here's, to take that into account. Here's the deal. I think that's why God called me to do the podcast. I think that's why God called me to write the book is that there's only going to be a handful that are going to step forward and, and go all in with the coaching, you know, the mastermind and whatever. And that's okay. Um, he has blessed me in so many ways that um, I, I'm just here to serve and I'm just, yes, I'm just doing, you know, a couple of times you've really, um, been very gracious and said some really kind things about me and honestly it's it's all the holy spirit i just go i just say what he tells me to say and do what he tells me to do and there's that's that's the answer folks right there so thank you for having me this has been i always enjoy our conversations and it does feel like we're just sitting down having a cup of coffee so someday we're going to do that yeah, absolutely. I, I really do. I look forward to that. I would love one day, you know, if funds were, you know, obviously no limit, which I don't know if will ever happen, but who knows, you know, crazier things have been known to happen. I would love to actually go visit people face to face and, and bring yeah. them a, a, a token of, of generosity to say, Hey, thanks for giving us, you know, a piece of what you gave us, maybe a, like a pair of shoes or something. I don't know. That sounds <laughs> wacky perhaps, but Oh, hey, Birkenstock, all the way to the Any style, I'm up. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of those in Oregon, so it shouldn't be should be pretty easy to 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 meet that need of yours. But but Vonna, I, I just again thank you. Thank you for coming on and, and, thank you. and uh just really appreciate it. So guys, uh will you do me a favor? I know I ask a lot of favors, but will you go check out what Vonna's doing? Will you do me that favor? Will you go and just at least see if that's something that she can help you in? And if it is, great. There's ways to reach out to her. There's ways for her to uh, to get in contact with you. She wants to continue the conversation much like we do. But, guys, I, I, I mean that. Find a way to have somebody really speak truth into your life because I think we've all been locked up so long now. We've believed these lies. And to me, I think it's time to finally admit to ourselves that we've been hiding and that we've been scared and that we need some help. It's okay to admit that you need help. I admit I need help all the time. Hello? That's why we have a Garrett, right? So guys, go find your Garrett today. Maybe that's Vana, maybe that's somebody else, but really go find somebody that's going to speak truth into your lives. And uh, I just want to remind you guys of this, of course, as we say so often, remember when you walk in other people's shoes, you really do get a different perspective on life. On behalf of executive producer Garrett and myself, Neil Matthews, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned till next week when we walk 
in other people's shoes. Thank you so much for joining us on Other People's Shoes this week. As you know, I'm your host, Neil Matthews. I want to say thank you again to our guest, Vonna, for coming on, giving us some moments today to share with us how we can get out of that hidden place, how we can tap into that and really see our more, really have our more, not from a not from a gratification standpoint, no, but the more of our life and this new normal that we're in that she's on, this quest that she's on as well. It was just really excited to, to hear her perspective on so many things. If you'd like to know more about Vana, we of course have linked her information in our show notes. And of course, we of course would love for you to remember next week as we walk into the search for encouragement. In fact, here's a little sneak preview of next week's guest. The best way that you can understand what's going on in society right now is to read. Don't talk. It's not about conversation. You can't you can't legitimately sit down like one of your podcast shows I listen to at the table until you sit down and you have to get acclimated to the history of blacks and African American people first. Because let me explain something to you. Once you get the history of what our struggle has been, it then allows you to understand the anger first. That's right. We're going back out to the East Coast. We're going to be sitting with an author by the name of Michael Arterberry, and he is also a motivational speaker. And he's written this book, 250 Days of Encouragement, which has me excited. Cannot wait to get our copy. We have ordered one and uh, should be here any day now. Speaking of uh, next week, as we've alluded to, Michael will be joining us. We, of course, would love for you to join us as well. And if you're not sure still how to find us or to listen to past, present, and future episodes, let me remind you of this. OPSpodcast.com, of course, is the place to be each and every Wednesday where a brand shiny and new episode is available to you. And, of course, our episodes are on demand as well. So you can look back through the catalog of episodes that we have, 80-plus now. We are excited about that. We, of course, would love to hear from you as the listener. We, of course, would love to hear some feedback, some voicemails, uh, text messages, anything you want to do. You can reach out to us at 203-548-7463. That's 203-548-7463. And if you're interested in being a guest, we, of course, would love to interact with you as, there as well. Speaking of interacting, we, of course, are on social media, OPS Podcast Show under Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We do post daily and would love to interact with you there. And, of course, guys, remember this. When you walk in other people's shoes, you really do get a different perspective on life. On behalf of executive producer Garrett and myself, Neil Matthews, join us back here next Wednesday as we walk in other people's shoes.